Welcome, everybody. This is the third episode of Growing in Faith podcast. I'm Ryan. This is Cole. Cole, how's your week been? It's been pretty good. It's you... pretty good. Yeah. Did you go shirt shopping? Yes. Uh, yeah. He's making reference to the fact I'm wearing the same shirt as last Let's week. Let's just look at last week's podcast. Let's okay. Right here. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be you can, you right, can do in, that, right, right in this section right here. Yeah. Okay, just yeah. covering my face so you can compare very, very closely. To see I'm wearing the same shirt. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, um, well, it looks great on you. I do well, have to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they don't see the same shorts well, that you've been wearing. We, we call it we call it my dad shirt. Jada does. This is my dad outfit. That is definitely a dad outfit. So, uh, you know, you wearing ankle socks with tennis shoes too. Yep. <laughs> New Balance too. New Balance <laughs> New tennis balance shoes. Tennis so definitely, it um, happens fast. So uh, yeah. So one thing we just want to. We're going to have some segments. Hopefully, we're going to start in this episode. The first segment is called What's Happened. Um, so this past week, uh, on Sunday, we had our last meeting of our community revival we've been having with a couple of the churches. Um, I've been working with the kids during that part. Um, so it's been, it's been good. I think that they've enjoyed it. We've had a good turnout. Around 20 to 30 kids, I think around 200 or so people every time. So it's been, it's been a good showing of unity, different churches coming together. Um, this is churches all around the community. Yeah, there's been there's five of us that's come together, and we've had different. Um, we've been to each church each night, each of the five nights. So um, this coming in the Hodgeville, yeah, okay. well Larue County. Larue so County. this uh, this coming Sunday on April 14th at five o'clock, we'll be having an Easter egg hunt down at the Creek Front um, for all ages, not all ages, ages <laughs> birth through fifth grade um that would be quite interesting have some like all ages yeah all ages no it's all ages are welcome to come but only birth through uh fifth grade which be kind of interesting just a little infant which i mean eliza's gonna hunt some eggs so it's gonna be fun i don't yeah. think she'll she'll get too many but yeah you know so yeah, anyway if, if you're seeing this before then come on out creek front five o'clock it's gonna be a good time so when, when is that again April fourteenth, the upcoming Sunday. From when you the when this the week this is released, it's the next Sunday. But if it's after that, then obviously what time? Five o'clock. Five o'clock. I think I said that like three times. PM. PM. Yes. No. Yeah. AM. No, it's PM. Yeah, five PM. I think you just confused them. Five PM, April fourteenth, <laughs> Creek Front, two thousand nineteen. <laughs> I'm sure there will be another egg hunt next year, but I don't know if it'll be the same. Time. Time or Definitely day. Definitely the same day. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, we're going to move on from the creek front. Uh, so uh, how was church this Sunday? Cole is referencing the fact that I did not go to church this past Sunday, and I feel very bad, and I've talked to him about how, which I guess could be a good thing that I feel should very I, convicted. Should I insert the text conversation <laughs> yeah, right here? the text conversation insert right here. the text here. conversation right here <laughs> yeah. of uh, when I texted Ryan on Sunday morning. <laughs> now... And if if are you going to do that? You yeah, I'm going to do that. That's okay, yeah, world. you can do that. Yeah. Uh, and you and the thing that uh, that we're going to talk about is accountability. And this Sunday, I had to hold Cole accountable for not waking me up this mm. morning, uh, Sunday that, morning. To that go to was church. the problem. So I did have to hold him accountable for that. No, but all seriousness, uh, I did talk to Cole about my conviction for missing. It's my second week in a row, and I really didn't want. Well, no, I definitely didn't want to miss, and I planned on being here and and uh you know Cole and I had a talk and he's you know he held me accountable which holding accountable you know to me always to me growing up it sounded like you know getting after you or nothing like that he wasn't getting after me but he did mention like you know why aren't you at church you know that's all it is you know I didn't really have to say that much I just said hey are you coming to church and you that that was enough to say like you know at, at some point I'm sure he would have realized that he missed church and like oh but you know, being yeah. able to talk to each other, being able to have conversations, and and help each other forward, <coughs> one of the things that we've you know talked about is you know when you start like new habits and you start trying to take your faith seriously, it can be difficult to change the way you're used to doing things, and so yeah, I think it's understandable, but at the same time, that's why. I, and I and I overslept, so. and uh, and you know that's definitely my fault. Definitely need to be more responsible and more mature yeah. in that yeah. aspect. But I was also in a lot of pain. You know, Saturday night. Had a few buddies come over, and one of my buddy's wife really just got way too competitive. You gonna put that out there that she got ran over by? I got ran over by one of our best friends' wife, Kate Canner. You know her. Her drilled me yeah. playing a game on my daughter's little basketball goal. Yeah. Yeah, I did not expect her to get. I'd never seen that like. 
side she, of her. She actually has beaten me in a race. We, we not we a race. Wait, we tied the first time, know. and then the next. That time. is not true. And we we're talking about accountability. I'm going to hold Cole accountable right now. I lost. Not true. Well, this summer um, I'm coming for the crown. So Kate, you better watch out. So anyway, um, so we're going to move on to our next segment that we are going to be adding. Great to this. transition. Yeah, it was a great transition. Sometimes <laughs> nice segue. It, it was a nice segue, um, but you know those things are cool. You ever seen segways? You ever ridden one of those? Like Never I want to rent one at Disney World and sometimes. I'll, like. I, I, I probably wouldn't be very good at it either. It's like the, the hoverboard with the handle. <laughs> Never written a hoverboard. Me either. either, but they look those look hard. The other ones you got a handle so you can hold on to. But anyway, that was a nice segue. We're gonna move into um, our next one, which is called reading scripture, um, and we're gonna get into that. So we we decided we're gonna look at First uh, Samuel chapter sixteen. So what did you see? What happens in First Samuel chapter sixteen, Ryan? What happens? Yeah, what happens? Like, you read it, so, like, what happens in it? Like, what did you see in it at all? You know, I, 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 this is one piece of scripture that I was honestly did not understand. Okay. Uh, so, uh, it talks about, let's see, Samuel and, and Jesus. No. No? Jesus, Jesse. Jesus is not <laughs> Jesse, not Jesus. It's okay. They yeah. both start with J's. We'll just keep yeah. moving on, yeah. Yeah. You totally just totally put me on blast there. You're good. <laughs> just keep yeah. reading. So he he says you need to uh they're they're getting ready for a sacrifice mm-hmm. of a heifer. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Which with my knowledge that's a cow. Yeah. Correct. Yes, correct. So I mean, other than that, I really didn't gather too much. Saul, I got confused with Saul with the other Saul. All right, uh, because I talked to you about that. So here's a good, here's a good important. We'll start getting into a little bit about it. Okay, so context. We've talked about that before, right? Context. How important context is. When you read I know the Bible. what context is, but how important it is when you read the Bible, right? <laughs> yes. Have we talked about that? Uh, because not on the podcast, I don't believe. But we have talked about that together. I don't think so. No. Oh well, context is very important <laughs> when you read the Bible because apparently you just, we, we jumped into chapter sixteen um, because there was there's a, there's a cool point and I when, think that's what I was really confused about yeah. was I was confusing this Saul with the Saul that was previously known as Saul that later became Paul. Yeah, that's that's like much later. That's yeah. Back there. See, so I got confused. And this is so some backstory. Okay, I'll give you some maybe I should have done that before you read. <laughs> Probably backstory. The Israelites, the people of God, wanted a king. So God said, okay, I'll give you a king. Guess what that king's name is? David. Well, it becomes David. No. Becomes David. Saul. Okay. So Saul is the king. Okay. The Bible ta- describes him as a guy. He's like a head taller than everybody else, super handsome. Like the dude everybody wants to be, and he's the king, right? What you would think a king would be, right? Now, Saul, at, at a point after he's been king, disobeys God, right? So they win a military victory. God's with them. So God he, appointed Saul? God appointed Saul. Okay, Samuel's his prophet. So he, Samuel's person that God speaks through to people. Okay, he speaks to Samuel. Samuel delivers him. He's like the messenger, right? That's what prophets God's are. messenger? Or God's Saul? messenger. Okay. okay, so he's the one that says, hey, Saul, you're going to be king. Right? Saul, he tells Saul what to do. He's like, hey, you're going to have this battle. But after you win, don't don't take the things. Just leave them, okay? Don't take the Don't take any victory. Spoils, okay? Sorry, I'm just laughing. I just realized this is the Old Testament. I just this is the Old Testament. <laughs> you said Jesus was Jesus in the Old Testament. and Saul, who was, Saul became Paul. That's also <laughs> That's after Jesus. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, context. Yeah, I did not realize. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even notice that this was it's the It's all Testament. good. So, anyway, Saul's the king, right? Mm-hmm. And God says, if when you win this military victory, do not take anything for yourselves. Don't take anything at all. Just leave it, okay? Saul decides he's going to take the best livestock and like all the jewelry and all the things like all the riches of the place where they had won the victory for God's people but he's like well God I'm going to sacrifice it to you like this is for you like this isn't for me I'm not being selfish so he had a he had a thing in his mind right but that that was displeasing to God because he yeah. disobeyed him right so God decided that he had rejected Saul that's where he says here how uh, how long will you grieve over Saul since I have rejected him for being king over Israel okay so Saul, or God's talking to Samuel. I've rejected Saul. You're gonna find the next king. Okay? So Which I know who it is. You I'm know ready. who it is now, spoiler. Yeah. Um <laughs> it also says David anointed king at the top of the chapter. So we, we find that out later though. Um so David 
is the son of Jesse. Okay, not Jesus. But, but fun fact: Jesus prophesied to come from the lineage of David. So you just got it backwards. Anyway, um, but Jesus is God. Yes, but through so we're all sons. We're all yeah. well. We're adopted sons through what Jesus did. But as far as like the people lineage in the Bible, oh. okay. So Jesus was fully God, fully man. But through the people lineage part, he would be. That's the son see, of David. and this is what confuses you. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, well, we can get more into that part later, as far as how all of that works. But looks like we found um, a new segment. What maybe, confuses Ryan Abel? <laughs> what confuses Ryan Abel? Um, but that's okay. So, the cool part of this. So, Je- uh, so Samuel goes. He meets Jesse. So God has led him. He said, "Hey, it's gonna be one of this guy's sons. It's gonna be the next king." So he sees all of the all of his sons are all lined up with him. They're there for the sacrifice of the heifer, right? So they're there, and he's with him. He said, and he says, "Surely, the Lord's anointed is before him." When he came to Eliab, right? He's one of his sons. Okay, but the Lord said to Samuel, "This is verse seven. Do not look on his appearance or the, the height of his stature, because I've rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart." And so he goes about all of his sons, and it's none of them. And he says, are these all your sons? Like, is there anybody else? And he says, yeah, there's David, the youngest one. He's out with the sheep. Okay, so Jesse didn't think it was important even to bring David. He's like, we'll let him stay with the sheep. And Samuel thought it was going to be the tallest, most kingly-looking one, right? And the Lord's already rejected the one that was the guy taller than everybody else who everybody thought would be king. Which would be Saul. Saul. That's correct. And he says, so the Lord tells him, don't look on his outward appearance. Don't look on what man looks at. I look on the heart, right? David later becomes known, like he's known as a man after God's own heart, right? So the important thing, that's why I wanted to get into this chapter for our first time with this is God doesn't look at what people look at, right? He doesn't look at who we would think is worthy. He doesn't look at all that sort of thing. He looks at who he chooses to use, and he can use anyone he pleases, for his purposes. Um, a lot of times it's people you would not expect that he uses um, for his purposes. So he looks not on the outward appearance, but on the heart. So that was one of the main things I wanted to get at with this and chapter. David, who would, another spoiler, would go on to defeat Goliath. Yeah, I think that's yeah, right up next. Yeah, I see it. <clears throat> Which, that's that's the cool thing you see about David. Like the story, as you would go throughout First Samuel, David is in service to Saul as Saul being the king, because it has not come time where God is going to remove Saul mm-hmm. from being king. Saul gets to a place where he is chasing after David, trying to kill him, because he thinks David's trying to take his throne over, even though David has already been anointed king, right? And God has given him that. He's like, I'm not going to take it till it's God's given it to me. So, like, I'm not trying to do anything. There's a point where he goes up, Saul's after when Saul's chasing after him, they're in a cave, and Saul's using the bathroom. David comes up, cuts off his robe, and, like, gives it to him, says, hey... I could have killed you, but I didn't. Like, I'm not here. I'm not against you. I'm here to serve God. That's all I'm here to do. So if God wants me to be king, I'll be king. But if not, I'm not trying to take it from you. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's where you look at outward appearance. He seems like a pretty good guy. David? He is a, you could say he was a guy after God's own heart. Yeah. yeah. So That's what God seems to think. <clears throat> but he still wasn't perfect. Um, and he was so, before Jesus. Yes, as far as uh, chron- chronology. <laughs> yeah. But David also, I mean, Jesus was also before David because he's eternal because he's God. Yeah. Right, Again, he, with yeah. I was just meaning chronological. Chron- well, that's what I'm saying. Even chronologically, yeah. Jesus was at the beginning. Oh, like it prophesized, right? No, like no. he was there. Oh, like, well, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so like, because we're I mean, talking about when he was physically alive, physically alive in in a body. Well. Yes, yes. That, that's what I was chronologically trying to say. A couple hundred years. Yeah. A couple hundred years. <laughs> a couple hundred years. Yeah. Oh man. At the very least, so. So anyway. I think that wraps up. Nice our, our segue. <laughs> Segways are cool. Everything. We need to get better transitions. Tran- transitions. Probably. We yes. need some transitional skills. Transition sentences. We'll um, get on that. We don't have that. So I guess pointing out how bad we are at transitions is a good way to transition because it ends the segment effectively. There's no effectively, way we can go back to this. Well, I mean, we could, but. David and Goliath. Good story. It is a good story. It's, it's it's referenced a lot in a lot of stuff that's going on right now. Texas Tech would be David today. Hopefully, Texas Tech pulls off the great upset today. Segway. <laughs> well, you segued into if we were going to talk about 
of basketball. But that's anyway, what I'm saying. Yeah. Our All next right. segment, right? We're introducing the segments. It's harder to inter- like to segue into something they don't know what it is. That's you might want to guess. Nobody will get it right. Theology Weekly. Hey, don't go away, computer. <coughs> anyway, sorry, I have a bad cough. If you didn't notice, uh, we're gonna be talking about theology. We're gonna, each week, we're gonna pick something in theology to talk about, and we're gonna call that Theology Weekly. And today, we're gonna be talking about the Bible. Okay? Are you are you like like cringing at our at our video right now? I our think podcast? this is gonna be a. I just hope this is good quality this week. Well, I mean, what do you mean quality? Let's explain. We weren't very prepared this week just because we didn't know that we were shooting today until last minute. So we apologize if this yeah, that seems so, a little bit... Because it's not scripted. It really isn't. <laughs> but we we weren't the most prepared this week, and we apologize if it's... Our transitions apparent. will be better, or, you know, but anyway. We're so I just theology. hope it turns out great. It's going to turn out fine. Just I mean, I just said Jesus was in the Old Testament. <laughs> All right, comedy. That's part. It's, it's humor. Okay, a little lightheartedness. Nah, it's a little right. bit of embarrassment, but anyway. but it's okay. It doesn't matter. At least I'm. We're growing, growing our. You know now. You know <laughs> yeah. that First Samuel's in the Old I Testament. I already for sure. knew it. You already I, knew. It, I already knew it. But man, I just sat in front of all of 10, 15 people. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's okay. So it's we're gonna know that you know that now, and we already yeah, did. So that's anyway, true. all right. So we're gonna be talking about the Bible, um, the theology of the Bible. So. Here's I didn't know Bible was a theory. Theology, oh. not theory. Theology. Which theology, is, is, which yeah. is the study of the Bible, right? Okay, so theology is the study about belief of God and, and God. The study of the belief of God. Uh, who, God, the study of God. The study oh, of God. Everything okay. about God. Okay. I was saying it was a study everything of people who believe in God. No. But no, okay. So okay. it's the study of God. Okay. That's what and theology re- is. Yes. Study of God. Ultimately, I mean, we ultimately. can look up the definition if you want to. No, no, we don't okay. need to look the up the ultimate exact definition. definition but. But yeah. All right, so the theology of the Bible. Okay, so what do you know? What's what's your what's your face about there? Theology of the Bible. So right. what do you? We're gonna mean have to just uh, let me let me Google really quick. Um, <laughs> so he didn't know what theology meant. I know what theology is. Isn't that your major? I'm taking theology classes. Yeah, <laughs> but to to give it to you in a way where you. The study of the nature of God and religious belief. Okay, so add the religious belief part <laughs> on there. So the theology of the Bible. Okay. The nature of God. Yes. Okay. Who God is, what about So theology God. does not mean Christian. It could be anything. Yes. Okay, yes. You could have any sort of theology, right? So theology We're specifically talking to, about Christian theology. I understand that. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying in, in yeah, I mean, a so large like, spectrum, theology could mean... Study of other religions? Yeah. Okay. I mean, so like there would be the theology of Islam, the theology of Buddhism. Like it would be their study, their view of God, their belief of God or God. Okay. So in those situations. So theology doesn't just refer to the Christian, Jewish. Unless you're specifying that theology is just the general term used. So we talk about Christian theology. All right. We're back. Sorry, forgot to put the phone on uh, airplane mode, which is the amateur hour. It was amateur hour there. So uh, we're back. Um, we're talking about theology, which we have discussed. Uh, Christian. Christian is theology. the study of the nature of God and religious belief. Thank you, Google, for the proper definition. Um, but we're specifically talking about Christian theology, which involves the God of the Bible, the full Bible, um, Jesus, God. Okay, so today we're Holy talking Spirit. about Holy Spirit. Yes, that's the Trinity. We're gonna talk about the theology of the Bible. So, what do you know about the Bible? It was written by a collective of people that followed God. Okay. And Jesus. Okay. Jesus I didn't mean, write, but they followed yeah. Jesus. Okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I said. So what? what written what, what, by a collective group of people that okay. followed God and Jesus. Okay. Not Jesus wrote it. No. Yeah. Okay. People who followed Jesus wrote it. Okay. Yes. So is it what else? Just keep just keep spouting stuff. If you know, like so, like how is it divided up? How many like do you have? How many books are there? Sixty six books in the Bible. There's sixty six books. How many parts? Like how many parts? Like often referred to as testaments. <laughs> there's the there's a oh two yeah, yeah. the Old <laughs> Testament. <laughs> okay, yeah, we were yeah. just talking about that. I was like, I know you know that one because you talked about it. <laughs> so Old Testament, New Testament, right? Yeah. Uh, so the Old Testament is shared with another religion. What other religion? I know it. 
Jewish. Jewish. Judaism. Judaism, yeah. Judaism? So, Judaism. I don't know. I've heard it said both ways, but I may have just, I, mean, I don't know what the proper pronunciation. Jewish. Yeah, Jewish people use the Old Testament. So, um, the part of the theology we're going to get into, just some basic theology of the Bible, is that we believe in the inspiration of Scripture. Okay? So, inspiration. So, if I inspired you to do something, it means that was the source of it, right? I inspired you, right? Sure. Should I ever inspire you? Yeah, of course. Well, good. So, yeah. So God, we believe, inspired the Bible. Um, we're going to turn real quick. To the New Testament. We're Jesus in the New is, Testament now. Jesus yeah. is here. Uh, <laughs> he is. Second <laughs> uh, Timothy three sixteen. It's funny. A lot of um, a lot of good Bible verses have sixteen three sixteen in them. And there's like Second Timothy three sixteen. There's the plan. Obviously, I don't know. Um, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. The man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. That's 17. We went into that one. Um, so we believe all scripture is authored ultimately by God through inspiration. So that means these are not just things people wrote. This is what God inspired them to write. Um, and so these are the words of God. God is speaking through these people. Through these people, yeah. So when we read the Bible, we're reading the words of God. His like Samuel. Word. Yeah, that's why you <coughs> you hear the Bible referred to as God's word, right? So we believe, All the time. yeah, but that's why, because it, it, we believe it to be the words of God. So it's inerrant, okay? So there's no errors in the Bible. Inerrant? Inerrant. I N. I N. So like yeah, okay. the prefix yeah. not. Yes. Um, it's inedible, which would mean you couldn't eat it. Um, I mean, I guess the Bible's in that. <laughs> the Bible, yeah, I mean. but it's also inerrant <laughs> um, and infallible. So there's, the, it's completely true in truth and completely true in what it says. Um, completely true in truth and completely true in what it says. Is that what you said? Yeah. So okay. to, to clarify, there are people that would maybe not hold that. That would maybe not hold inerrancy. That like, okay, the Bible is not necessarily without error, but the truth of it, like what it's conveying, is without fault i got a couple questions okay so you said it's an error right but i know christians some christians like uh of course they don't deny what the bible says but they'll say like maybe certain things like uh okay well the book of genesis Mm -hmm. says uh he he made the earth in seven days well he rested on the seventh so six days some people would dispute that, well, those weren't seven calendar days like we experience today. So, I mean, I don't know. So those would be people... But, like, would would they be saying that's an error? Or would they be saying, well, maybe that's just a... It depends on the person. So to say it's an errant doesn't mean that the Bible is not able to use metaphor. Okay? okay. So there could be people that could still hold inerrancy and say, well, that's just metaphor. To be clear, like I believe that the Bible is talking about. I don't see a reason to dispute that it's seven calendar days, mm-hmm. um, because any claims of that would not allow that to be a factor. Would not allow for there to be a God involved in the making of the world. Okay, um, so I don't see a reason to doubt that God could make the world that we live in in seven calendar days and it be exactly the way it is now, with everything being exactly what it is. Okay, so moving from that part. There have been bigger miracles that happen in the Exa- Bible. There, yeah, definitely. So, and, uh, and I mean, we're talking about an all-powerful God. That's what we believe. So that would, if we were maybe one day we'll talk about the theology of just God, but that could take a couple weeks. We break it down um, to different different parts of God. So we believe we believe in an all-powerful God, a God that um, is in, is capable of all things, right? So mm-hmm. why would that be too hard for him? So, but what I'm saying is, so inerrancy doesn't mean that there's not maybe metaphor used in the Bible. So doesn't mean that there's times that were intentionally used in a way that this is representing something else. So Jesus spoke in parables, right? He taught in stories that had a meaning, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, so hey, it's like this is like the kingdom of God is like, and then would tell a story, which that, would be a simile. Yeah, so simile, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Learned something in eighth grade. So you did. That's what Similes I use like and as. Yeah. <laughs> you always remember that. Um, so that's not to say they, those people might say, well. I believe in the inerrancy of the Bible. I just believe this story is that way, is is metaphorically speaking. Okay, so I don't agree with that, but they might could still hold that. But a lot of times, here's here's the danger of trying to 
which is which is my point. What yeah. is the danger of that? Like I know some people refer to themselves as young earther, old earther, but like. My personal belief is, you know, I believe that science and God can definitely, and the Bible, can all coexist. Because I think science only exists because God let it happen. That's me. Like, you know, you got you hear the Big Bang Theory, all that stuff. If that really happened, that was because God willed it to happen. You know, whatever happened. That's my belief. Now, so, I don't know what the dangers of that is. So, so what, or, I, or, I agree with your premise. Yes. Now, some, so here's what I believe. Science is observing the world around us and coming to conclusions based upon that, right? Mm-hmm. So scientists have to, so like talk about the big big bang theory, right? Scientists observe that the universe is expanding, which is a theory, yeah. not theology. Yes, difference. <laughs> um, so scientists exp- ex- scientists observe that the universe is expanding, right? And gravity would be a force that pulls things together. Also a theory. So they are... (laughs) (laughs) Technically. Technically true. Um, So the theory was, is that, oh, if the universe is expanding, at some point it was closer together. And so they believe at one point it was a, I think it's a singularity, is it the word? Or it was a really, really small, dense point of matter that at some point expanded very rapidly and then over millions and billions of years... (laughs) <laughs> millions and billions of years, it got to what we have now through gravity pulling all the different parts well, of matter I'm together. Well, maybe the Big Bang had but, so, it expanded rapidly. Six, seven to seven, seven, seven days. Six to seven days, you know. So here's, here's, here's my point, and this is why I don't get... There are some people... So apologetics is the... So you think about like apology. Apologetics is defending the faith okay it's trying to explain why we believe what we believe okay? oh, i thought it was people apologizing to other well people an apology apology really comes from you know you took about language and all that kind of stuff it comes from a word that means a defense you okay. give an apology you give a reason why you did it it's like hey i'm sorry that i i uh, broke your phone i dropped it while i slipped like that would be an apology i mean that sure. was a random situation i made up of but i didn't break your phone it's <laughs> okay. right up there right all now right. so um but the the point is is that there's some people that their whole goal is to try to reconcile science and in, in, in God, right? Um, I don't I don't get I, I like to listen to apologists. I like to look into a lot of that kind of stuff. But the, here's the, here's the thing: science is observing the world around us. I believe that what observed in science is not incompatible to God because it's things that you're observing what God made. Okay. Now in secular science, there's times where they go into things where they're trying to explain what exists that was made by God without allowing for God to be in the equation. Does that make sense? I see so that. One of the lot. best ways that I try well, to think about it. A lot of scientists, it, like, you know, your big name. So, like, you've seen our, our bedroom furniture, right? Yes. Right? So, like, it's yes. it's white and it's kind of, like, distressed, right? Yes. It's, it's all kind of scraped up and, like, messed up looking, right? Um, there's one of two ways that can happen. You know, you could have had a white furniture that you had for a long time and it's it's got some like some black streaks on it so it could have maybe been in a fire could have been really banged up it could be really really old okay maybe our furniture is not the best you've, you've seen like distressed jeans have holes in them right mm-hmm. you buy them at the store made like that or you could have had them for a long time and they got distressed over over years right mm-hmm. so that's what i'm trying to say so like science looks at the evidence without allowing for there to be an all-powerful god that created and caused the evidence they just look at how it would have happened based on what they can observe. God is not directly observable in the way that science would allow for them to explain it, put him into the picture. Uh, I disagree if that's their thought process because the Big Bang Theory really isn't observable. But they, yet they say that happened. They're so adamant that that happened. Well, that's where the evidence logically led them in that period. I guess I guess the point is is that they've observed evidence that based upon observable that evidence yeah. that's what they They'd feel. They don't be based upon they observable can't, evidence. Based upon sense, the the, yeah. the systems they use, they can't just say, "Oh, God did it." Exactly. That's not a science in, in the way science in the secular world works. Is that's not a scientific argument. But I know um, I know some people that you know are intelligently, you know, and they're gifted in the World of science, I, I'm, I'm sure as heck not. But uh, they also believe, you know, science and God, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, coexist as long as you know that, you know, 
Oh, I'm not. Yeah. You know, you don't. God, this is not to say that like science scientists are stupid or that they no, don't know what no, doing. no, no. That's not what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. There are things when it comes to like creation in Genesis, like to say a lot of those things, a lot of the theories they have don't coexist with the Bible because they're looking at the same evidence that we can look at and agree on that this evidence is good, but the conclusions they draw would not maybe be the conclusions I would draw because they don't allow for God to be there in their theories. So it's one thing um, to like try to observe things and God to understand that God just isn't observable. Uh, you know, that's where faith comes into play. And not observable in a way, not observable in a way where you're going to add him into a scientific Exactly. Theory. And yeah. you know, that's where faith comes to play, you know, and that's the whole point of faith. Yeah. Well, really though, however, yeah. uh, it's one thing, you know, for that, but it's also another thing to completely just not allow him any yeah. equation whatsoever. I think that's another <laughs> thing. You know, I think obviously God needs to be in play somewhere. When, to explain something that may not be logical. When in what you look at though is you look at Romans. It talks about how what is plain about God can be seen. So like the things they're drawing theories about, God is observable. Like creation, that's observable. Like how did we? There's an, in my opinion, there's no way that you could believe that everything here is just. I mean, so at perfect. some point, there's got to be something. Something's eternal. Yeah, I believe it's God. There are scientists who are committed atheists that would say that matter is eternal. Because where did every where did something come from? If there's a singularity, where did it come from? And how did that get there? You know, so we believe God's eternal. He exists outside of the bounds of space and time. Right? He's not bound by the things we're bound by. So, anyway, to get to get to your okay, back to the original this point. It's very trippy the, to think about. Yeah, it's it's very it's very difficult to think about. But this, oh man, back to it. The danger is if you. Even if you try to explain too much, like if say you're on God's side, say you're, I believe it's seven literal days. I believe everything the Bible says. I don't even know what. If you go too far <laughs> in trying to explain it, you're going outside of the Bible, and you have to add things to it. So if you add from it or take away from it, you're in some dangerous territory. Yeah. Because you can't say for for certain that that's true because you're not relying on what has been revealed to us. Um, is it? Is there anything wrong with me saying you know like? Like, you know, God, man, whatever it is, I don't, I'm not, I don't know what the kind of the point I'm trying to make, but, you know, there's also been uh, debates about predestination, you know, free will, all that stuff. I don't know really what to believe. I mean, but in my mind right now, it doesn't really matter because... I just so that's a whole different see, topic it, it, of, of theology. This, and man, the, so like that's something like maybe a future episode we'll dive into some yeah, of those things. See, I mean, you, um, I can I can go all day. Like, but is it here's wrong the, here's for me the to not thing. know what to believe? No, because I don't know. It's not. It's okay. When it comes to theology, comes to walking in our faith, we should always be seeking to know more about God. Okay, so to not want to learn is, I would say, problematic. Okay, to say I don't care about these issues. I don't care to know anything about what God says about this. That's a problem, yeah. right? Like if you're like, oh, I don't care what God says about how I should do this, or I don't care about how how it was that God saved me. That's a problem. To say you know for certain without any doubts, except for what's plainly visible, can be problematic. When it comes to like, you know, so like I said with creation, say I know exactly how God did it. Here's the evidence. Because you're going to have to be using evidence outside of the Bible. Um the important thing is to start with what you do know, make sure that it's right, and build from there. Okay. okay. Make sure that it's right in so accordance with the I Bible. Know. God sent his only son to die on the cross for our sins, and Jesus <coughs> is the only way to heaven Yeah. for forgiveness. That is what I know. That's a good place to start. That is, I mean, that, a, some would say that's probably the most crucial place to there's start. A, there's um, a quote... I remember, and I may be misquoting it to an extent, but John Piper, um, a guy that many people may agree with, many people may not agree Roddy, with. Roddy Roddy Piper? No, John Piper. Oh, okay. Um, he's a he's a pastor wrestler. and theologian. No. Um, <laughs> but many people may agree with him, many people may not agree with him. But at one point he said, whenever you get into dealing with theology, because it is trippy, it messes your mind up when you try to think about, because God's beyond our comprehension he said at one point in the bible i don't know where it's at but he says like my ways are not your ways my thoughts are not your thoughts i'm like which is like way you're it here makes me, I'm it's almost here. overwhelming to me it is it really that, is and that's kind of that's kind of how we got this and, whole thing started is that i i came to you and i and i discussed with you that the bible 
it is overwhelming to me. Yeah. And I hear these debates. I hear people take sides. No, it was predestination. Oh, no, it's free will. People say it's both. I'm confused because I don't know what to believe. Yeah. Of course, you know, I have that thought process of not that I not that I don't care to know, but, like, it's the fact that what's it matter, you know, we just got to follow what he says. We don't have to know what exactly his, if it is predestination, but let's do what he says to do. Yeah. No matter if it's predestined or not, you should do. You should still do what he calls us to do. Mm-hmm. So it, it 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 gets trippy. Well, and so that quote is very applicable to what you're talking about, okay? Um, because what he said, what John Piper said, was whenever you get overwhelmed by these things, or whenever you feel distressed, like you feel confused, like come back to the cross. Like that's where faith in Christ starts. That's because, where his heart poured out. Yeah, that's where salvation happens that's where the christian walk happens that's where we're brought back to god because of what jesus did there right that is central to the faith you mm-hmm. can't misunderstand that you can't misunderstand the cross in its simplest form like what you just said how jesus came down the cross for our sins so we could be made right with god you can't misunderstand that and be a christian if you misunderstand that if you have warped that part of it it ceased to be christianity you got so far down you're you're not even in you have you're you're off of the spectrum. You're in a different world. Yeah, you're yeah. A different. You're not in Christianity anymore. You've yeah. changed it. Like when someone says you go to heaven because of your works, well, you've changed what Jesus did on the cross, right? You, if you go to heaven because you're a good person, that's not what Jesus says. That's, that's like trying to find. Com- that's just trying to find some common ground type thing. You know, like like if you're getting so overwhelmed and stuff like that, you come back to the cross, and then some people like we even try to. Like go further, like well, no, 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 not even that. Like no, you gotta, you get, as a Christian, you gotta stick to the cross. Yeah, you had to stick to the cross. Everything else, I think you showed me a diagram one time. Well, just me and you, you showed yeah. me something like that, where uh, the, the... this is something that we need to all agree on as Christians, is that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and that is their only way uh, for forgiveness and to heaven. Yeah, there was the the dogma. Right, the things you have to believe as a Christian. Yes. There's the doctrine, the things that are very important to the faith. That if they, some of them are far more important than others, but sometimes Christians disagree on them. Okay. Like and then, stuff that we're talking about. Some of the stuff we're talking about. Um, yeah. And then there's the opinion, and those are things that are really not that important as far as like maybe styles of worship or how you should dress or how this or that like. Different things that are more opinion based. Like it's your opinion that you can wear the same shirt. So like dogma, dogma. The the best way to understand it, yeah, that's my opinion. (laughs) Um, Dogma would be religion based. So like if you are not agreeing with this, you're in a different religion. Doctrine would generally be if you don't agree with this, you're in a different denomination. And then opinion would generally be different. Churches. You could be in the same church, or you could even be in the same church. Oh. Maybe different churches. Yeah, same cliques, same different. A life lot. Groups. A lot of times, I might be why churches split is opinion. Usually, yeah. it's over opinion. Sometimes yeah. it could be doctrine, but usually it's over opinion. Um, but you could even be in the same church sad. and have different opinions. Um, sad the churches break up over opinion. Yeah. Not. So um, it is sad. So important thing we might we may end up having um, like a, the history let me, spotlight let me check real quick we may end up having a um, slightly different we may not go all the way into well we might go into that anyway back no, to the bible yeah so we've been talking about the bible and we've had some and a good I think that's the point of this having good conversations yeah just good stuff. conversations um, so we believe the bible's inerrant infallible we're trying to get it structured yeah I don't think today was as structured as it should be well, but we're getting there. Um, we're getting so there. So to, to talk about the Bible a little more, before we wrap that part up. Yeah. Okay. Um, some important basis, like important places to start the Bible. We've got the Old Testament and New Testament. In the Old Jesus Testament. Jesus is in the New Testament. Yeah. But I guess he was there the whole time. But he's, he's eternal. Physically Jesus is God, so he's eternal. So he's been there the whole time. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll get, that's called Christology. Or we'll, t- we'll talk about that. Some of the, the theology of Christ. Um, we can talk about, That'll be another week. We'll talk about that. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Let's, so, but uh, what were you you've got... The first five books, the Pentateuch, those are the, the books of the law. Okay, that's the books with Moses in it, pretty much. If Moses is in it, it's the Pentateuch. That's like you got the Ten Commandments, you got the people leaving leaving Egypt, you've got all that all that stuff. That's in the Pentateuch. First five books of the Bible, right? No, his Ark is in. Yes, uh, it's right? in, Genesis, in Genesis. Genesis. Yeah. Right. 
Then you've got the history. Okay, you've got books like First Samuel, Second Samuel, Kings, First Kings, Second. Most of those are the history. So like what happened? So basically, after Moses, Joshua, through through a little while, you've got the history. What happened to the people of Israel? Okay, some of them repeat. Like First Second Samuel, First Second Kings. A lot of times, and then Chronicles too. A lot of times, you cover the same stuff. Different perspective, different yeah. focus of the book. Which I've noticed that. <coughs> then you've got um, the Psalms and Proverbs. Those are kind of in the middle. Those are kind of a breakup. Like those are songs that they were, they would sing, um, and, and basically just expressions to God. And Proverbs is, um, you know, sayings of wisdom to for for Christians for for the Jewish people. And then you've got the prophets, which are those prophets were people that spoke for God. So a lot of times they'd be saying, "Hey, you're doing the wrong thing." And I talk I say this a lot. The the Old Testament a lot of times was God's people, okay? They did a bad thing. A prophet came and said, hey, you're doing a bad thing. The people repented and followed God. That's it. Then they did a bad thing. Oh, they did a bad thing. <laughs> it's just like over and over a cycle. So the prophets okay. were people that would say, hey, you're doing the bad thing. Quit doing that. Um, but then there's also the prophecies about Christ um, where you see in the Bible where it's talking about Christ. Like there's Isaiah 53 says, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we're healed. Who does that sound like? He was pierced for our, our transgressions, which is his sins. He was, sounds like Jesus. Sounds like It's a prophecy of Jesus and what yeah. he would su- suffer for us. Uh, so it was before he was ever born. Like You'd be reading that and be like, oh, wait, this is Old Testament, but it, and it's yeah, about Jesus. Yeah. Um, in the, the New Testament, you got it's the Gospels. Jesse, it's not Jesse. It's Jesus. The, the New Testament, you got the four Gospels, right? The four books about Jesus' life. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Then you've got Acts, which is a continuation of the early church. Then you've got what they call the epistles, which just means letters, the letters that were written to different churches, mostly by Paul. Okay. Then you got Hebrews, which is another letter. All the way up to Revelation is pretty much just letters of just basically accountability, encouragement, discipling, saying, hey, here's what you're doing right, here's what you're doing wrong. But we have viewed them as this is something from God that is edifying, which is builds up the rest of the church. So it's it's scripture, it's the words of God. Okay. And then you got Revelation, which is a prophetic book about the end, about what is to come. It's what we're looking forward to and when, when Christ comes back. So, um, the Bible, we can trust everything in it. That's what we believe. This is the theology of the Bible. Trust everything in it. Um, the books are not all the same. Like they're written for different purposes, different times. It's important to know those things. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we interpret the Bible—that's that's one of the main things I wanted to get to today—is the Bible has meaning. It has an original meaning that the author wrote, and that's what it's authoritative. Okay. So there's two things. There's things called exegesis and eisegesis. Okay. Which Jesus. Jesus, like it's not Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> so exegesis and eisegesis. Eisegesis is like, so you think of something in your head, like that you think is true about God, right? Okay. Just tell me something, like something you think. We're not worthy of God. Okay. That's Which true. That, that would be a true thing you might find in the Bible. Or, Does that hmm. be something personal? Here, here's, here, we'll just go with this. There are a lot of pastors that do really bad eisegesis, okay? And I don't feel bad saying this. I'm not going to, like, I don't, I'm not going to necessarily say any names, um, but there's a group of pastors that promote what's called the health and wealth gospel, right? If you are a Christian, they would say you're going to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. And that's what the Bible teaches, that if you follow God, you'll get whatever you want. You'll be blessed and highly favored. Everything's going to go your way. You'll get that promotion. You know you'll what that have... sounds like? What's it sound like? A heresy. Yeah, it is. It is a heresy, because uh, and that's eisegesis, though, where you look at the you think what you want the Bible to say, and when they preach it, they make it say that. Okay, so, and you could you could use eisegesis, the wrong kind, and even say good things. You could read into a passage what it doesn't actually say, and it might be a truth, right? It might be a truth statement, but you could put it in there, and that might not be what it really is meant to say. So exegesis is the good kind. So it's exa. That's a good kind it's like of expose. Jesus. Yes, it is. It's where it's kind of like you expose what the Bible says, and you make it clear what the Bible says, what it means, and then you would apply it to how your how would that would apply to your life. But you're taking the what the Bible said, what it meant to say, and making it apply based on the real um, real meaning. So when you read the Bible, we have to let it speak for itself, not speak for it. So that's mm-hmm. a big part of biblical theology, that if, if we try to make the Bible say what we want, 
um, will be will be off. So um, that's the the main thing is is just a very brief conversation on what the Bible is. It's we well, try to make it brief. We we went on some other yeah. topics and different things that concerning that. That's what I wanted to happen. That's what I wanted yeah. to happen during these yeah. segments. Be really short because I really didn't say a whole lot about what we believe about the Bible. Basically, I said it's God's word. It has these different parts. And this is how you should interpret it. And that that would have but been like very the short. Conversation. I the conversation, conversation is, is important. I think that's the goal. Um, so, really quick, we'll do our history spotlight. That's history our next. Spotlight. That's our next segment. And then, Who is our history spotlight of the week? It is Martin Luther. What do you know about Martin Luther? Martin Luther, whom is not not the King Junior. Not right? the King Junior. Martin Luther, I guess, is the uh, I guess started Protestant. Would would you consider him the father was, of Protestant church? He was church? a big part of the Protestant Reformation M- movement. Yeah, the Protestant Reformation. Reformation. Right? So it would be yeah, what would be what they called um, what he was one of the major leaders of. Do you know what started that? I know he nailed something to a door. Do you know what it was called? Uh uh-uh. uh. Ninety five theses. Okay. That's what I thought it was ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah ninety five. It is confusing. It's the ninety five. Right. I, I'm gonna double double check myself. Um, 95 just seems like a random number. Why not 100? That's only five more. You couldn't you find know, five he, more problems? I guess, <laughs> I guess he... Um, Jay-Z found 99. He couldn't find 99? Yeah, he just had 95. <laughs> uh, I guess he was just trying to be... Um, where was it at? Hold on. I was looking. 95 Theses, yeah. So basically, so what, what was that about? Do you remember? Catholic Church. Yeah, so he's, he's a priest in the Catholic Church. Oh, I did was. not know that. Yeah, so he... Um, there was something they were selling. You would have learned about this in history class. Remember they, what they were selling, selling uh, like spots in heaven, weren't they? Sorta. It was <laughs> called in. It starts with I N. Indulgences. They're selling indulgences. Okay, so their goal was. So they to, were selling it like real estate up there. Uh, that's not really so much what it was. I don't. <laughs> I don't know everything about indulgences, but basically they were non-biblical things that were. Was it, it a was, heresy? It was a. Yeah, sorta. I mean, it was a. It was a front to just basically raise money to build. The Better Saint, nice Peter's worship, Basilica, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was they were selling these indulgences, right? Um, and so he took some he took some problems with that, um, and so that happened, and and uh, he nailed the ninety five theses to the door. It circulated, started this whole movement where it's him, but him and the church, and they're like angry with him. They have it was so I think this is one of the coolest sounding things. If you haven't saw so on Netflix, there's a a movie called Martin Luther and it kind of tells this whole story and it's still on Netflix. Have you watched it's, it? I've watched it. It's really good. A lot it of the stuff... Good. Have you seen it? No. Oh. A lot of the stuff... I'm pretty sure everything he says in it is something he actually said or wrote like in his life. I'm sure like the character of Martin Luther. Um, but there's a part where it talks about... It's called the Diet of Worms which a diet was just like like a, a trial and the, the city was called Worms. It just sounded really cool but that it's the Diet of Worms. So he was like confronted by everything he was like teaching they're saying like oh this is against the church and he's like well it doesn't matter because you all are wrong about a lot of things he had the five solas right the five five solos five solas oh. um, which is just Latin, like so sola where did this take place Italy huh well that a where lot of from? they spoke Latin because a lot of um, religious material was in Latin where's he from um where was he from Germany he was German is this where this took place where this took place, yeah, most of this took place uh, in in Germany. Um, I mean, it could have been other places too. But he had the five solas: sola scriptura, sola gratia, sola fide, sola Christus, and soli deo gloria. Sola scriptura so, by, is scripture alone. So our only source of what we, our theology, our belief of God, should come from scripture. Okay, that's what we started with, the the theology of the Bible. Um, then sola gratia, which is by grace alone, which you think Ephesians chapter two. We looked at that before together. By grace you've been saved, not I'm by works. That shirt. Um, sola fide, okay, <laughs> is by faith alone. So you've been saved by grace through faith. Um, sola Christus is by Christ alone. It's the only way we get to heaven. Okay, and then sola deo gloria, which is for the glory of God alone. Right? <laughs> we, yeah, that, that one's on our youth group T-shirts and. And so we have. I've only seen you wear two shirts since the first grade. Is this <laughs> since shirt, the first grade. That is yeah. this shirt and the shirt in the first podcast. Yeah, that's exactly um, so. exactly how that happened. So I might make it a thing where I only wear those shirts in the podcast. But um, anyway, so that's a little a quick look. Unless you had any other like, thoughts or questions about him, I mean, he started the Lutheran Church, right? I mean, did he they, start that, or was that started most, after? Most after things, him? most things that are named after a person, 
usually are like people who followed them afterward okay. and followed what they taught. Is Lutheran considered Protestant? Yes, yeah, it's Protestant. Protestant. Are they related to anything to Baptist? Anything that is not Catholic is, is Protestant. Protestant. So it's Christianity. Or yeah. Or anything that's like not Catholic that's Christianity is Protestant. Um, is what you meant to say. Because the Orthodox Church is a little different. There was a split before this one. It was like called the, the schism. It's like the Eastern Church and the Western Church split. Jewish isn't Catholic, and that's not Protestant. No, it's not. It's not Christian. There's that's no, my point. That Jesus. I'm Anything that's Christian that's not Catholic. Is yes, Protestant. that's my point. I'm making. Or Orthodox, which is a, an earlier split. Um, okay. That was so Lutheran. How does that relate to, to Baptist, Southern Baptist? It's quite a bit different. It I mean, is. There's, quite there's a bit a, as far as like some of the practices, like baptism. Pretty sure they baptize infants. Um, where Baptists would believe, Lutherans do. Yeah, believe so. Um, and they, so where we would baptize after salvation, they would baptize infants, and that's this kind of comes more from the Catholic yeah. tradition. There's, but there's more denominations that do that than just Lutherans. Um, they would have their their structure of leadership is different. So there's there's quite a few differences. I would say if if you if you want to like scale of like right like very close to Baptist and very different in Protestant. They're probably more towards the different in in some ways, but at the same time, like each church could be different. Like you go to a Baptist church and a Lutheran church, and they might be very similar in the way they function, mm-hmm. in the way, but like theologically and. But they believe that Jesus died on the cross. Yeah, if 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 they don't, we can, they, they would not be not Christians. <laughs> they would not be probably a, considered a Christian church. Um, yeah. So. So at least we can go back on the cross. We got the same dogma. Yeah, we do. So, um, and a lot of the same doctrines. So, anyway, um, I believe that's about what we got today. We went probably a little longer than I think. We yeah, would have we but did. it was not structured. I apologize. I think I think it was probably better than the first two, as far as what know. we our our transitions weren't good, and uh, we'll get better. We we continue. We will get better. better. Be sure to comment or let us know Please if there's anything us what we're doing you think wrong. we can do better. Things you would like to hear us talk about. Um, things that would Except be enjoyable. Caleb. Caleb was just so mean. <laughs> Caleb's not mean. <laughs> we had we had two different opinions. One person was like, "Yeah, the first one was too structured, and the second one wasn't structured enough." And then someone else someone said, said "Someone else said the exact opposite." Opposite. Um, opposite. So, so, uh, and that can happen. That happens a lot. In a lot of different arenas. That's an opinion. So. Opinions, yes. So, so anyway, um, that's all we've got all right. for this week, and we will tune in next week. Bye. See you.